we've started? No, we haven't. Okay. What is my favourite cake? Yeah, I'm quite impartial to a cheesecake. Cheesecake. I is think. It, is it because is that what you have most of the time? You go to an event or whatever. It's always that freaking cheesecake. Is that why? I think it just reminds me of my mom. Really, oh, okay. my mom's a big cheesecake fiend. So oh, okay, okay, that okay, takes okay. me back. You know, she has a bit of a sweet tooth. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. That was always the choice. You didn't get a choice of anything else. It was uh-huh. jollof for jet dinner, and then uh-huh. you're having cheesecake. Uh-huh. You know, so. Okay, okay, well, and where's, where's your mom from? My mom's from Ghana, she's from Accra. Yeah? Yeah, and, yeah. And is your dad the same? He's from Kamasi in Ghana as well. Yeah, um, okay, okay. They came over in the 70s, uh-huh. and then I've got two older brothers, they're okay. both Ghanaian, but I was uh-huh. born here, uh-huh. so I'm the outsider in the family. So do they tease you a lot? I get teased all the time. And they say you can't speak true. You can't speak true, you're lost. Can you you're a coconut. Can you understand it? Any- yeah, uh, you're a brony, all these things. <laughs> teased all day, all day. It gives you thick skin, you know? Yeah, that's, it, that's, it. No, that's good, that's good. All right, so um, welcome to the Humble Talk Podcast. Our guest today is Nana. Rather than um, kind of say his full name, I'll let him give you a little tiny intro before we delve deep. Deep, yeah. deep. No, thanks. William, thanks for having me on the show. No problem. Uh, my name is Nana Adami Hughes-Larty. Uh-huh. Um, I run a creative agency called Spectre Creative. Uh-huh. Uh, we're a company that are driven by our values as people. So we design brands, websites, and mar- okay. marketing for businesses that have some sort of social give okay. or have some sort of impact in the environment. So how, how do you make money then? Um, so people because obviously I'm asking that because people will search kind of goals or search values in in such companies mm-hmm. tend to be either non-profit or if they're not non-profit because I guess their attitude may not be like dog eat dog kind yeah. of because it's just not intrinsic in, in that nature of the company. Yeah. It, they find it difficult to make as much money as those who like dog eat dog and don't really so you know you'd be surprised there's a yeah. lot of businesses out there that are social enterprises and uh-huh. what a social I don't know if you know what a social enterprise no, is but I'll just explain, explain it anyway yeah, yeah, uh-huh. so it's a business that's set up for profit uh-huh. but the social part of that is that their profit is used for some sort of beneficiary good to the community or uh-huh. the society so we know different companies that for example uh, sell power banks so what, the, what is a power bank? Power bank is like something you use to charge your phone or your say you go on holiday and you need a battery pack for your yeah, phone. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So there's <clears throat> one of our clients is a company called Power of Life. Mm-hmm. And what they do is they sell power banks. Uh-huh. And then for every power bank that uh, they sell, they give a solar panel to um, ah, okay. uh, disadvantaged places in yeah, Mali yeah. and Senegal. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So there's so there are there are businesses out there yeah. that have mm-hmm. that want to make money. But yeah. they, what they, their benefit is that they're going to use that money to benefit somebody yeah. in some way. And I, I always have a question with that because not in terms of the way they get about doing things because I think it's, it's good, but how do they track that what they are, say you said Mali's um, solar panels. Yeah. How do they track that is actually the work has actually been done? And I say that because, you know, growing up, uh, I grew up in Ghana as well for the first nine years, yeah? And... As for my mom used to take me everywhere, and she used to sell what is called false, false. Right. Uh, but they are say if you was to give clothes to Oxfam. Yeah. Right. What they do is I don't know if Oxfam tracks then this is years ago, but mm. my mom would actually buy hundreds and hundreds of clothes in bulk 
from those type of Oxfam clothes and then right. sell them. Right. So I don't know if Oxfam is unaware that way back in the day that the clothes they're giving to people or the organizations yeah. in those countries actually take them and sell them on to to enterprise or yeah. business owners like my mother who then sells them on to the people. You know what? You know? I, no, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, the example I gave, I gave that quite specifically because I know mm-hmm. that they, the guys that set it up, they went, they actually okay, went to okay, okay. Senegal and Mali uh-huh. and it was somebody local from the community uh-huh. that helped them stay with families. So they slept in the bush uh-huh. for like, I think it was two months okay. to, to get a kind of, to understand what the kind of problems were uh-huh. that the kids were there for, were facing. Okay. And so the biggest thing for them was that, as you know, in a lot of especially in West Africa, a lot of places only have electricity maybe half the day yeah, or yeah. maybe two-thirds uh-huh. of the day. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So in the evening, kids can't, unless they have candles, yeah. which it costs, costs yeah, money, it does, unless yeah. they have candles, they can't read, which really has an impact on uh-huh. their education. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. In, that, in, that, uh, in that specific example, there was a very direct line, so they knew exactly okay. how okay. what That's, they're doing yeah, was yeah, yeah, impacting yeah. the people. Yeah, but yeah. I know what you're saying, that is a it's, problem. It's, it's just those with, companies, are, yeah, yeah it's mainly... Are they aware of the whole chain, the delivery yeah, chain? Yeah, that's, know, exa- sure that's that exactly it. The money that a lot of these people, because a lot of these people in the West, not red nose, they, yeah. they give it the bottom of their heart. They feel it, they get the message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if they were to kind of do it and find out that along the chain, some of the, that money's been abused. Yeah. Or, you know what I mean? They'll. I think a lot of people like to donate, and then they don't okay. like to, They don't want to. They don't want to think about how it's actually impacting. They just want to have that. Yeah. And there's yeah, nothing. Like, don't get me wrong. There's, there's nothing wrong. There's yeah, nothing wrong with uh, being generous, but uh-huh. they don't want to. That's. That I, I like imagine you give to a charity, and uh-huh. then you read online that their top stakeholders are taking a lot of money yeah. and abusing it. Mm-hmm. And as you're saying, yeah, it's yeah. not actually going to what they thought it was going to. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, that's a long journey to yeah, yeah. mentally yeah. bridge. You know. I know. I know. I know. Um. But the companies that we've been working with, been blessed that we working with, we can. Okay. There's like a direct impact. It's like the impact is obvious, you know. Okay. Okay. Um, okay. To answer your original question, we are that message that we do that we uh-huh. work with people that are try to be good people. Uh-huh. That resonates with all types of businesses. It's not okay. just charities and social enterprises. No, I understand. I understand. So we do get a lot of we do have a lot of private uh, business as well. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, all right, so let's go all the way back, right? Right, so, right, right, um, right, right. You was born in, where do you live now? So I live in Shawlands, Southside, big up Southside. Okay. Um, but I was born... Um, so, like, okay, a lot of the listeners, just listeners, there's listeners in Australia, there's listeners in England. Right, 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 US. okay. So when you say Shawlands, they're okay. like, okay. Yeah, so, so no, I was born in Glasgow. Okay, okay. <clears throat> I was born in the east end of Glasgow. Uh-huh. Um, lived there for... I think nine years, okay. and then moved to London, okay. briefly for like three years. Why? Why did your parent not go to London first? How did and how did they actually end up in Glasgow? Because <clears throat> in a lot of actually people in Africa or whatever, yeah, they don't really know England. They just know London. Yeah, they, exactly. <laughs> they just know London and the Queen. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So no, that was my mom and dad's intention oh, for coming okay. from Ghana was. They're both doctors. Yeah. Uh, so they would come and they would move to London. Uh-huh. But my auntie, uh-huh. she already lived. I've got quite a lot of family from London. Okay. Okay. Um, and they were put off by the cost. For sure. So they moved. Even back in the seventies. Even back in the day, man. Mom, dad, <laughs> tight. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my dad came over first. 
Okay. Uh, he, him and my mum married, and then he came over first and lived in uh, Glasgow by himself for oh, four years, okay. and just stacked that paper. Yeah. And then yeah. bought his, I think that's right. He bought his first house when he was about forty-two. Okay. And then my brothers and my mum came over, uh-huh. and then I was born here. Okay. Um. So that's how that happened. They had thought about um living in London, but my dad had been there and had uh-huh. like been around with family and just uh-huh. didn't enjoy the vibe. Yeah. Like it's hectic, yeah, as you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. It's I hectic. Know. I know, I know. Um, you think, in, I think the attitude in London is a lot of people are have a misconception where, okay, everybody's living in London, we get to see each other. But London, it's, especially now, it's so slow in the sense that, okay, to get from to get from one end to the other to get even on a three mile journey takes about an hour if you yeah. use public transport so you finish work it takes forever to get to work you finish work it takes forever to go home when you go home you just don't want to do anything you don't want to go out so you have a lot of friends but for some reason time is just non-existent in london yeah yeah no that's a big deal as well yeah, like yeah. commuting times a lot of people don't factor that yeah, in yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah i've got a lot of friends that have moved in for work mm-hmm. and then because obviously London has all the oppor- has a lot of opportunity. Yeah, that's it. Let's not let's not but it's discount not, it that. It doesn't give it to you for free. Yeah, no, no, you still yeah, need yeah, to gra- yeah. grind and graft to yeah, get yeah. it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But a lot of my friends have moved down because you get paid a lot more for doing design Same. and yeah, programming sure, down, sure. down south, obviously, as sure. as with everything in mm-hmm. this uh-huh, country. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But the lifestyle in terms of the commuting and yeah. how busy uh-huh, it is, uh-huh, uh-huh. It, it take a toll, you know. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So so your brothers came here first. Right. Yes. Your brothers came here first, and but you was born here. Born here, so born and raised. They, in Ghana, I'm sure they were free, they were loving it, and then they came here. What was it? Did they ever tell you what, what it was like for them? Like, did they ever give you any kind of examples, any memories of, yeah. of their first reactions and or... The first experience. I think my brothers, my, uh, my brothers used to joke that all the girls used to love them. Yeah. Now the sure. boys used to ask them if they rode here on their cat uh, on their elephants, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> you know it's quite a mixed. It was know, quite mixed. Know, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, the yeah. school they went to as well wasn't very diverse, uh-huh. so they were like representing all black people at that yeah, time. Sure. <laughs> um, and I think they they've quickly lost their pigeon accent as well so okay you know the broken english yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh they were like ah we need to we need to we need to assimilate here yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so my oldest brother's got a really broad scottish accent and my middle brother has got a very non-accent he sounds english yeah um he worked hard not yeah (laughs) yeah but no they they had a positive uh, positive experience of living here okay um it hasn't always been that way Uh we lived in the east end it's quite a rough what was back then and it's uh-huh, kind of uh-huh, still uh-huh, quite a rough uh-huh. area uh, so it was mixed you know you'd, mm-hmm. the community was really wet welcoming um, mm-hmm. my mum had some bad experiences live, uh-huh. being here like yeah. people throwing stones at her yeah, yeah, telling yeah. her to go home yeah. things don't change all too much but yeah. I mean my dad has had really positive experiences mm-hmm. as well so yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this, one of the stories he's always used to tell me um, my dad's a big football nut yeah, um, yeah. But he, when he first came here, like back in the day, they'd only really listened to Premiership football yeah. on the radio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so he knew a lot about uh, Celtic, a lot about Liverpool mm-hmm. back in those days. Yeah. They were like the, the it team. Yeah, and, for uh, sure, for sure. My for dad sure. worked in a local hospital with one of his friends was an Iraqi. Mm-hmm. And one day after work, 
some one of their colleagues was like, you should come to this pub, it would be a great laugh, you know, it would be really, you would really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So my mom, uh, my dad and this guy were on such a hype, they were like, oh, we're in the UK, we're going to go to one of these famous pubs. And they went to a, a, a local Irish pub, yeah. and uh, they were playing music, and then my dad, the way my dad describes it is, as soon as they walked into this pub, yeah. the music stopped, and yeah. everyone looked at them. Yeah. My dad's thinking, oh my, what, oh my days, what am I doing here? Yeah. Um, everyone's looking at them, and the guy on stage l- looks over to them and says, "We've got some new people here. They're from the local hospital." Uh-huh. And he goes, "Welcome to the Celtic family." Yeah. And everyone starts cheering, and yeah, the yeah, music yeah, starts yeah, playing yeah. again. <laughs> and, uh, like something you see in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, where do you step in? Dun, 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 yeah. Dun. Could have went either way. It's alright. And if it was, if if it was like um, an Indian movie, it would have been like you know, have you ever seen an Indian movie? Yeah, when Bollywood. When it goes, dun, 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 zoom to the, zoom to the zoom to the crowd, zoom to your dad, zoom to your Iraqi guy, zoom, 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 and then it just calms. Yeah. 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 No. So they've, uh, mom and dad, my brothers, they've had some. It's good having siblings to tell you the ropes before you, you see them, but nowadays Glasgow's a lot different, you know? Yeah. It's a lot more diverse. There's a yeah, lot more. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's got that reputation for being friendly because it is a yeah, friendly it place. Is, it is, it is, yeah. Because most of the time they're drunk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, for the weather, what are you going to do? Oh, man. The, me- the weather's so miserable that you've got to be happy. It's summer and it's still miserable. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's summer. Yeah. Okay, yeah, nice. that's good. So, you, uh, uh, okay, you have to give me your first kind of memory of, because obviously you were born here and everything yeah. else. What is your, what's your first childhood memory that stands out? It could be anything. Um, oh, I'm struggling to remember what I had for dinner last week. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> um, when I was younger, I used to play basketball. Uh-huh. So I used to play for St. Mary Warriors. Uh-huh. Um, and we would do that every Sunday after church. Mm-hmm. But I remember, I think it was the first time I'd ever really been challenged in anything. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, yeah. I remember there was this big tournament coming up, and I just was like, Dad, I don't want to do this. I don't want to yeah, do this yeah, tournament, yeah, Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was like, if you don't go to this tournament, you're mm-hmm. going to just, you, you, nothing, everything in life's a challenge. So you're yeah. going to have to work on it now. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh I remember going to this tournament and we did really well yeah. and I was like that that's it I've got a taste for sport I've got a taste yeah, for yeah, yeah, winning yeah. Uh-huh. so I think that's one of my first memories uh-huh. that I can remember really so how was um how was school for you how was school life for you um in just in general in general terms in, in, in primary and secondary I know the system is different here so you have primary yeah and then you have Lower, uh, high yeah, school, yeah, yeah, it's and then higher, and then university straight that's away, cr- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so talk, talk us through your educational kind of kind of process, and oh, and also um, both academic and also kind of personal in terms of relationships, uh, not relationships, but how it felt going through that process in, in the educational system. Yeah. So <clears throat> the first school I went to was. Um, Newton Mer- uh, Mearns Primary, which is in Newton Mearns in Glasgow, mm-hmm. and it's in a quite a, a very good area For actually. Sure. I, was, I was about to say, is yeah. that where your your dad bought his first place? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, 
Pink. In fact, no, he lived in lived in the uh, Deniston uh-huh. first, and then quickly upgraded to New Mills. Yeah, it's like, it like not having rocks for yeah, it, my crab. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. So scary, scary. honestly, I've had such a good. I've been blessed, and I know uh-huh. I'm lucky uh-huh. to have uh-huh. grown up in in such a good area in Glasgow. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Primary school was really positive for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to Eastwood High School, which is also. Mm-hmm. In the south side, it's also Newton Mearns. Uh-huh. Um, really, that was that was. I think that was the first time. So when I was about eleven, that was the first time I went to a school where it was more diverse. Mearns Primary was very yeah. white, yeah. very Asian. Yeah, quite yeah. a few Jewish people as well, uh-huh. but not really any Africans. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's a posh area. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have the Asians who were like. Mostly the doctors, the shop yeah, owners. yeah, 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 exactly. You have the whites because obviously, yeah, you have the Jewish, no comment, and then you have <laughs> obviously your dad who's a doctor, so yeah, fits, fits with so I was really excited to go to high school, man, uh-huh, to f- uh-huh. see other black kids, to see other uh-huh. uh, Asian kids, whatever. Uh-huh. It was quite a, that was one of the most diverse schools, I think, in the south side at that time. Uh-huh. Um, High school. When you're a young, when you're a young guy, you get into yeah. nonsense, yeah, you know. That's like, it, that's it, that's it. especially when you come from a de- a good area. Uh-huh. It's quite. It's quite a. So there's kids that come from Newton Mearns, which is a really posh area. Mm-hmm. Barhead, but, uh-huh, uh-huh. um, all over the place. Pollock. Uh-huh. So it's quite a mix, you know. Yeah, you've so got incorporated because the way I think a lot of okay. Let me explain how kind of Glasgow, from my impression, kind of works sometimes. So within. Within Glasgow, unlike America, where you have a posh area and it's all posh throughout that whole district. Yeah. yeah. In Glasgow, you can have a posh area, but 200 meters, 300 meters down the road, yeah. you have a poorish area. So when a school is there, you have a mix of all backgrounds in one. Yeah. You know, it's that's the same it. with the east side. You know, you have in, in the east side, you can have a house that's worth a quarter of a million, and within even a hundred meters, there's, there's another one bed worth sixty thousand. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's proper diverse <clears throat> that way. Yeah, so you, that's how you get that in school. Yeah. yeah. So that, I guess, looking back and uh-huh. at it, is was really beneficial yeah, to me. Yeah, for sure, for sure, because it brought up everybody. And yeah, they've done research whereby they found that if you put somebody from a disadvantaged background in a school of what quotes kind of wealthy high achievers because of that yeah. that's the attitude they have it's more it's a culture kind of thing when yeah. you put them in that kind of culture it brings up their grade because obviously our human instinct kick in you know you're not you want to be well. you want to be like the people yeah, around you yeah yeah, yeah. you want to you want to either beat them you want to work hard to get on their level or you want to yeah. prove yourself you know so it's so fun that that works so Having that diverse, I, I, I'm, I'm all for it because it brings up everybody. Yeah, yeah. I, f- I feel like if you don't have that, it keeps you kind of sheltered as well. Yeah, 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 you're stuck um, in a little bubble. Because I know a lot of people that are in both sides of it, really, uh-huh. sh- really like sheltered. Like, uh, So obviously, as you're saying, you go five minutes in any direction, you've got yeah. a, an area that's a bit more impoverished, yeah, and then you yeah. go five minutes another way, and you've got footballers' houses and, yeah, exactly. and whatnot. Yeah. But so that, a lot of my friends are mixed. Like it's a mixed crowd. I uh-huh, have uh-huh. Like, a lot of my close friends are mixed, you know, from all over uh-huh, the place. Uh-huh, for sure. And um, I think that puts you in good stead. Also, you get challenged as well. Mm-hmm. You know, for like sure. yeah, different views, different exactly, different exactly. Yeah, I, yeah. I think I feel like that makes you a bit more rounded. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, I was a bit of a tyrant in school, so. Okay. Well, what would you say that? Okay. Give me an example. Uh just 
nonsense. Just just general nonsense that teenage boys get up to, you know? Okay. There was a lot of fighting in my school. Uh-huh. I guess that's the same in any school, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, not just yeah, yeah. boys being idiots. And, and what, when you was younger, obviously you've been young and dumb, but was you conscious of your colour? Was you living up to a stereotype? Or is there something that you thought deeper which made you behave the way you behaved? Do you think, looking back, do you think just to psychoanalyze yeah think, was there something a little bit deeper than that for you to exhibit those behaviors or was you just being young and dumb so there was a there was there was two things to that there's mm-hmm. the family i've always want always want like go to church you yeah, know yeah, with yeah, yeah. good good christian doctors when you want you to be a doctor yeah, all yeah, that yeah, kind yeah, of pressure yeah. all that kind of family pressure uh-huh, uh-huh. and then there's the pressure of people want to label you something uh-huh. so you don't want to fit into that label yeah. like I hate stereo- stereotypes yeah, 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 of yeah. all sorts yeah. but then that makes you question whether the things you like are because you like them or because people are m- trying to make you mould into that yeah, so I'm yeah, a big yeah. fan of hip hop yeah. uh, I always have been obviously I played basketball when uh-huh, I was younger uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. and people would be like oh obviously black guy playing yeah, basketball yeah, yeah, yeah. loves hip hop yeah. well, that's obviously the stereotype yeah. uh-huh, isn't it uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, I don't know. I've always wanted to be different. I guess. I guess a lot of people feel that way. But, but being yeah, yeah, okay, okay, keep going. So yeah, so being a mostly affluent area, but having a lot of Asians and having a lot of mixed mixed uh-huh. background, uh-huh. um, I I guess it made, it gave you the chance to do whatever you really wanted. Yeah. yeah. Um. I always knew that education was important. Uh huh. But I always felt like I was gonna if I was gonna go to university I would do something that I wanted to do mm-hmm. as opposed to just doing what you're told. What you're told. Uh-huh. And I, I think that's I think that's I've never really been good at being told what okay. to do. So you, so you're basically saying saying those times where you're you're trying to rebel against the the path in which subconsciously maybe trying to uh, kind of rebel against the path you yeah. you felt was laid out to you yeah, or yeah, what yeah. you felt encouraged. For you to follow. Oh, being a being a grown man now and yeah. looking back at it, uh-huh. I was a total pain in the ass. Yeah. So all my teachers, or oh, not all my teachers, but some teachers I didn't agree with. Yeah. Because they wouldn't tell me why. Yeah. You know, they would yeah. just tell you this is how it is, and I would yeah. that wasn't good enough for me. Yeah. So yeah. that, like, so in certain certain classes, I would be like asking questions and just yeah. being a total pain. I can imagine being a teacher and you're like, I have to teach this. This is this is yeah. what I need to teach you. Yeah. And you have some little shit just yeah, giving yeah, yeah, giving yeah, it to you yeah, you know yeah, saying yeah, yeah, yeah. why are we learning this this is pointless da, da, yeah, da, da, da. Yeah, this yeah, and that yeah. so that it was more on that side of things uh-huh. and uh, I think I think when I was really young <clears throat> getting picked on because uh-huh. you're different yeah you know yeah, that makes yeah. that puts your back up as well yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. you're always in the, you're always you're always walking about with that like mm-hmm. if someone's going to try and make a punk out of me I'm not going to take that yeah, 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 so yeah, that yeah. gets you into trouble as well yeah so I was never the really an aggressor, but if someone, you someone didn't take no shit, you yeah. just wanted to. Oh, you couldn't. You know, well, in high school, you can't. You know, yeah, if yeah. someone if someone's giving you grief uh-huh. and you let them give you grief, then they're gonna continue. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I, I was quite lucky. I think I was just sports. I was just good at sports. I wasn't. You have in my well secondary school, you've got your guys, the popular guys who like you know the London thing can chat. Back then, it was called yeah. chat. Can, and then you've got your sports people. And I was just in the middle. I played sports. I, I just floated about, you know. Yeah. So I was kind of seen but unseen. Wasn't 
kind of troubled, left yeah. alone kind of thing. You know? Yeah. So uh, I was quite like. How big was your school? It was maybe in our year. I'm sure it it, it kind of dwindled as right. the years went by. But I think maybe 110, 100. Okay. It was kind of five classes with maybe 25 to 30. So maybe 130. But yeah. I, I'm sh- I can de- definitely remember as when we are uh, last year in high school down to like 90 something. Right. Okay. Yeah. No, so it was and quite I, similar. I was, yeah. I was just in the middle of everything. I was just sp- played football, was in the middle class. I, 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 I just like a ghost. Yeah. Floating yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the best way to be. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah so yeah. like, I was only noticed because I, did my best to revive the Jerry curls <laughs> all, all throughout school. Even though, even though it was uh, dead and buried, I was like, nope, Jerry curls. <laughs> Jerry curls. Yeah. That's funny because I had yeah. cornrows back in the day as well. Cornrows? Yeah. Oh, Jamo. Did your parents say, what's the Jamo style? Yeah. Because more associated with Jamaicans. Yeah, you? yeah. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. So, but how was your, how was your high school grade wise? In terms of academics, how, how did you yeah, did no, you finish with good academic grades or? Uh, that smash, smashed standard okay. grade out of the park. Yeah. So all of these <laughs> troubles, you're still getting the work done. I I always knew, like, because my brothers were at uni at that point, uh-huh. so there was no way that I couldn't not get decent grades. Yeah. You know, like, so they got their driving lessons before me. So yeah, when I yeah, got yeah. my driving lessons, I had to get it first time, you yeah, know. Yeah, sure. Having big brothers does that. So there's a little competition. But so and to go back to what you're saying about what did your brothers teach you? Yeah. It was like, don't, <clears throat> only really get, only really keep yourself to yourself if you can, you know? Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh, but like, I was quite, I think a, a bit of an extrovert. I was playing, again, I was in the football team. Yeah, 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 so I did, yeah. played rugby, yeah. did drama. Yeah, so yeah. like, I put myself out there, <laughs> innit? So yeah. I, I was, and then I did okay in my hires. Uh-huh. And then sixth year, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. For sure. You know, I was playing football at that time. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought I wanted to be a coach. Yeah. Before that, I thought I wanted to be a policeman. Yeah. All these it things. Changes it changes every year. And yeah, I was like, I'm yeah. not going to commit to something that I'm not sure what yeah. I want to do. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, but no, high school was really positive. Uh-huh. Overall. Uh-huh. Overall. And you stayed in the same school for high school, right? Stayed in the same school. Yeah, because I think high school, because you, you can go from university, you can go from high school straight to university. So high school yeah. is sort of like your sixth form. That's right, yeah. That's right. So how was... um. You went to university, right? Yes, but not so, straight after high school. Oh, okay. So what did you do after that? I got a job. Uh-huh. I was working. It's because you didn't know what to do first. That know. and my big bro- my, my, my middle brother had said that he didn't like the course that he did. Uh-huh. And he was doing a job that paid all right. But he was uh-huh. like, I wish I could have spent more time thinking about what I wanted to do. Okay. So I was like, Psh, I'm not going to university to do it, do something. You know, I would have yeah. ended up probably doing uh-huh. Uh, engineering or okay. medicine or something like that. But you needed to find yourself or thought. Yeah, think so I didn't quite get the grades to do medicine. I never wanted to. Uh-huh. Um, but I know I didn't have the grades. I didn't. I didn't have that as an end goal. I knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I knew in school that I wasn't going to university straight yeah. after. I was going to get a job. Oh, okay. Um, so you had even as a little kid. Well, not a kid. The young teenager yeah. had that foresight. Yeah. Well, obviously, I guess because your brothers. Yeah. Yeah, because of family. Okay, yeah. Okay. So they were like, take your time. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Do do whatever you want to do. That's I've been really lucky that way that uh-huh. I've been supported in that. Uh-huh. I think my my brothers had it quite tight like, like when yeah, they were growing yeah, up. Yeah. Like you have to go to university. Yeah, but that, I think you that, have to do this. That's probably because of they they had they experienced Africa and you're drilled in that from day. Yeah, dot. no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Um, so I worked. Mm-hmm. I had a few terrible jobs. Okay. Yeah, uh, can go into them if you yeah, want. Yeah, for sure. So I worked in JD, uh-huh. uh, s- selling shoes. Yeah. I was. So it just um, I don't think they have got JD or oh, worldwide, okay. so but it's, it's basically like Foot Locker. Like Foot Locker. Locker. Yeah, yeah. People are familiar with Foot Locker. Yeah. So I so I like yeah. worked in retail for a while, uh-huh. and then worked in a call center, mm-hmm. um, and then I ended up working in mortgage collection, so like what? finance. So okay. like I used to work for this company called HML. Uh-huh. And they did mortgage collection. So if people, so people were late on their mortgage payments, the, we the, would call them up. Okay, so would the banks pass on, would the banks pay them a fee to chase? Or did the bank employ you guys to chase? Or did they buy the debt of the bank and chase? So we worked for, a, I can't remember the company name, Kensington Mortgages. So it was like a building society. Uh-huh. And basically we were facilitating their payments. Ah, so okay, okay. people so people was, would people was, would was call mortgages on their books. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so cool. people would call us to pay make payments and uh-huh. they'd also we'd also have a team that would phone people to mm-hmm. find out why they're not paying their mortgage and then put them on finance plans and talk yeah, them through yeah. their money uh-huh, uh-huh, and see how see if we could get them paying their mortgage again. Yeah, without taking the house yeah. first. And that that experience at the time I like I hated every moment of it. Why but that? Because obviously everybody on the line didn't want to Oh, from you. nobody. Who yeah. wants to talk? Like, especially if you're late in your mortgage. I don't think anybody takes their mortgage lightly, you know? Uh-huh. And I'm some, what, 19-year-old kid is calling you and being like, why are you not paying your mortgage? Yes. But the stories I would, like, get, like, the, the sad stories I'd hear, like, yeah. oh, my husband died of this, of cancer, oh. and I've lost a leg, and I can't do this, and you're calling me to chase me for... So... Mm. That was really tough, really, really tough. Like, especially when you're young, like mm-hmm. tw- being 19, 20, yeah. you've not really got any world yeah. experience. And it's, it's funny because a lot of, I'm sure a lot of people, what's in, um, when people, you say, oh yeah, they can't pay the mortgage. The, the image that comes in, or I guess the image that society has drilled into us is, oh, they're just lazy. Yeah. They, they're spending the money unwisely. They don't see these are the true actual stories like you're saying yeah you yeah know you know you're confronted with it like yeah, it's yeah, hard yeah, it's difficult yeah, yeah, it's really yeah, difficult uh-huh, uh-huh. um so that whole time the whole time i worked there don't get me wrong it wasn't all bad you know yeah, obviously sure. um but i just knew that I, like i'd moved up a couple of levels and i'd thought like it, it started getting to that point where i had a flat i had a car mm-hmm. And it was like, I'm going to you get start... Into, you're getting too comfortable. Yeah, getting too comfortable. Like, these things are going to start di- making, dictating that I have to be here. Yeah. So I was like, what am I going to do? Uh-huh, uh-huh, um, uh-huh. Just plotting the whole time. Uh-huh. Plotting what I was going to do. Uh-huh. So, like, I decided that I was going to start my own uh, app, my own business, my own software business. Okay. Didn't have any of the skills or yeah, anything. Yeah, for sure. But you had that... But I was like... I was like, like, You have that drive. Yeah. Sometimes that's what you I do. think it was around the time... So, like, this is, like, 2000 eight two thousand and nine okay. and smartphones are just popping off uh-huh, then uh-huh, and uh-huh. i was like this is gonna be something yeah. i don't know what it is i'm gonna yeah. do with this yeah, yeah, but yeah. i'm gonna do something uh-huh. you know and uh so i i left like one day I just went and said to my boss i was like i can't do this anymore when mm-hmm. i leave mm-hmm. what was funny is that he'd like he was like oh no i will We'll negotiate your salary. You can stay. Da, 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 yeah, da. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. even know that was an option. I'd already oh, decided in my trust, mind trust me, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was at like what nineteen, and I was like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start my own business. Yeah. So I did. I, like I started this software business, and I did a couple of funding panels. So I did a mm-hmm. cultural enterprise start mm-hmm. for six program, mm-hmm. which is a bit like Dragon's Den. Uh-huh. 
and uh, you go through different rounds of pitching uh-huh. and then ended up using that money to start fund this business uh-huh. but we need to speak after this but yeah go ahead. yeah 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 so <clears throat> but i was now oh, i think i was 19 uh-huh. and i didn't have any of the skills didn't i didn't know anybody didn't didn't know anybody uh-huh. in business uh-huh. just uh-huh. fresh out of the water just yeah. so naive yeah. and uh um, that business didn't go anywhere, so the, the revenue street model wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it lasted about two years. That's a long time, by the way. I know. In in terms of startup, that's a yeah. while. But yeah. but what happened to me is that the developer. Which is, this is really funny, actually. Yeah. So the guy that I was working with that developed the app uh-huh. and did the design, uh-huh. he disappeared, just vanished. Ghost and just took your idea. Away. Just I, I don't know if he took the idea with me, but oh, okay. he just left, and I had no. I obviously having no technical skills meant I couldn't do anything with it. So he didn't tell you. He just no, just up, it. just up and left. So I was like, all right, this this is a total failure. And did he right? take the code base with him, or you had the code base but you didn't? Lord knows, it, Lord knows. I don't know. He might. He could. He probably still has it. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but I was so, fr- that's what I'm saying, I was so fresh, had no mentors, didn't know anybody, uh-huh. and I was like, right, well, I'm going to go learn how to do this myself. Okay. So that's what led me down the path of doing design and doing development, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. and then whilst I was studying, I met another guy who had the same kind of ambition, uh-huh. wanted to start their own business, okay. and then, so we did our des- degree in design and then degree in software. Uh-huh. And then we started this business. So we started our own business, uh, our last year of university. Okay, okay. And uh, that that's been me for the last almost three three and a half years. Okay. Um. But yeah. So I, when I went to university, I already knew that it was so that I could start my own business. Yeah, yeah. I just so, wanted the skills. So a lot of people. I mean, obviously, I totally different. I went to. I just wanted to play football, so, um, and I just went to university to shut up my dad. Yeah, yeah. So I just, and I got the grades to go to university, so I just pick, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. I'm a developer now, but I didn't really know, all I knew was sports, so I just did a program in sixth form, I did a program tied to football, which was sports studies, uh, okay, uh, but, uh, but I was astute enough to get very good grades in there right got good grades there and then in university applied for there were for i went to sterling uni but there were many universities which required higher more prestigious but i only picked sterling uni because i got signed for a football team and (laughs) and university to it so i thought yes i'll just go there yes who did you play for uh falkirk falkirk right Right, yeah yeah. so it was it wasn't i didn't really early knew what i really wanted to do after my masters right right you know what i mean right but i'm sure i'm not the no yeah i should go i should go back in the story because i'm not i used to play for gretna uh-huh. Um, <clears throat> when I was about 19 uh-huh. and the application that I had started was called Next Football uh-huh. so it was a football based application where it was a bit like this is a really bad way of describing it but it was yeah. a bit like uh, LinkedIn for footballers players. for okay. players but the idea was that it would be peer reviewed uh-huh. so like I play football with you and I rate you as a player uh-huh. 
and then if everyone is doing that consistently, uh-huh. like you, you, yeah, yeah, you have a you you have the natural bell curve. Where yeah, you have people at the top, people at the bottom, exactly, and then the rest in the middle. And then uh-huh. we, the the application as a service would be the agent and would yeah. contact clubs on mm-hmm. on your behalf. Basically, you have a statistical kind of system. That, yeah, that's your money. Yeah, your money was in the stats. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um. So the reason that I started that, so mm-hmm. I was I was working full time uh-huh. and then playing or playing part time, uh-huh. um, under twenty ones, uh-huh. uh-huh. and uh, I didn't get along with my coach at all. Oh, okay. Okay. Really, and uh, I was like, I need to find a way t- to find clubs uh-huh. that's better. Why is there not something like that? Is how I came to that conclusion: is that what if there was a place where uh-huh. it was like a marketplace for players? Uh-huh. For like amateur players and for like junior yeah, players yeah, and yeah, for like yeah, low yeah. level, uh-huh. like like I was playing at the time. Uh-huh. So that's why I started that application, uh-huh. because how, I just wanted to play football. Uh, I didn't how, want to. How did it go? You know what? There was a lot of interest, uh-huh. but there's a lot of moving parts to uh, application. Uh-huh. So uh, something that we still struggle with in our own business uh-huh. when we we get a lot of project pitches uh-huh. like this, uh-huh. and uh, a lot of people think if you build a great platform that people will come. But you need to communicate it. Yeah. You know, you need, you need marketing. You need marketing. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. It sounds like a dirty word, but no, if you're just true. telling people about, like, you can have an amazing application That's or a product. True. I mean, marketing is the reason why mediocre people kind of succeed in whatever sport. So Definitely. Whatever or they can sell themselves. Yeah, that's it. That's why you hear a music, an artist, you're a music, and you're like, why is this freaking artist? So, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. does good marketing. Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, so I, I think it's a typical football story. You do your do your ligaments in your knee, and then I, st- I stopped playing. I, like, confidence was shot at that point. I did yeah. go back and play juniors for a while, okay. but okay. I just, I didn't, again, this goes back to not liking being told what to do. I didn't yeah. like the whole, like football is very difficult if you go into a club and it's, there's already a there's already a culture there, and you're trying yeah, to yeah, yeah, you're yeah. you're a new guy into that team. Yeah, and you have to ad- adapt or get involved in the culture. Or you yeah, see exactly. Yourself, and there's people there that see you as competition. It is. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah. they're like, yeah. yeah, this is a new guy in the team, yeah. but really, yeah. he's he's after my yeah, position. It's, it's, a, it's a funny one, especially football in trainee level, because although you want to win as a team, you're playing for your in individual kind of success. Yeah. So sometimes you could win. As a team, but you're still not happy. Yeah, in yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at that is in, in professional as well. Oh, look yeah. at Ronaldo. Anytime yeah. as one of his teammates scores, he looks, yeah. he looks pissed. He's like, but, ah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even at even at even at like junior level or low tier football level, uh-huh. it's still the same. It's dead. Yeah. Yeah. As you know, it's yeah, dead. Yeah. It can be dead clicky yeah. if you're yeah. new to a team. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I can't be bothered with any of this. Yeah. Uh, so, so what happened to the application? Is it just gone now? Oh, you know what? Going. No, it's it's. I still have I still have what we had then. Uh-huh. I still have um a lot of the IP, all the structure yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's just I'd need to. I, it's on my list. It's on my list yeah, of things to I think rebuild. Personally, though, if if I'm I'm reading that application right, it's it's going near the football manager model. Yeah. And football manager, you they, you have a bimometer ahead of you because what they have they have crowd crisis of in terms of rating new kids or right. new footballers and what they what a lot of people don't know is football manager provide a lot of stats for teams 
provide they they have white label applications right. as well to to help the team how the players are playing and stuff like that. So they have yeah. they have over almost twenty years of a database which they have twenty years of a head start on you. Yeah. Basically. Do you know I've always wondered about football manager and then uh-huh. champ man before that? Yeah. Is yeah. how did they how how were they so in touch with the talent oh, of, oh, in oh, the okay. countries because for consistently for decades now uh-huh. they've been smashing it with like yeah. like okay. knowing that the next protege uh-huh. big kid that's coming okay. up so i from from because <clears> i was in one i was in the 0304 and i remember i, I was i was a match i think it was Falkirk. i don't know what team they were playing but we were the trainee guys we would go to every match and yeah. watch and i remember so back then you have people they have people who sign up and for free, they the crossroads they go and rate the kids. Right. So sometimes they they get in touch with the fans because a lot of the fanatics of a particular club mm. will know all about the, the players. Yeah, yeah, from yeah. A young age, and they feed that back. So they get a form online. They fill it in. From this is from my understanding years ago. And I can remember yeah. one time during that game, I saw about six or seven people just rating. Everybody and, and I remember oh, a, a few training grounds. Right, right, right. When, Wait, see, when is this? Sorry, a few, a few matches. This was like two, 2003, 2004. So they'll, they'll, they they do have people who come to the matches. They do have fans who will rate the players mm. based on the attributes in which they give. Right. And what they do, I'm, I'm guessing they don't just take one. They mm. do a few, and then f- from that they they have an average. I mean, but if, for example, though, I think they have an, an internal paid mm. team. If I was running it, I, I would, and if I was to have a good guess, that's the, they probably have an internal pay team whereby, if for example they get they catch wind of Barcelona, because yeah. for example Barcelona bought um got Messi when he was thirteen, right? Flew his parents to Barcelona and Barcelona gave him jobs and stuff like that. Yeah. So if you football manager, you caught wind of that, you sent proper scouts to look at this thirteen. Year old. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Do you know what? See, relating to the application that I have, I'm actually glad that that exists. Yeah. So like that is obviously the structure is already there. It just uh-huh. wasn't visible to me at the time. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that I'm not I'm not angry that that application won't work or isn't isn't yeah. the right timing or yeah, yeah, you know yeah. that's actually good. Like yeah. I think there's I think a lot of, I think a lot of the time if you're making a if you're trying to be an entrepreneur or uh-huh. you try to do something different, uh-huh. you get too wrapped up in the like you think that your idea is like unique. Only one. Yeah, yeah no, no, it can't no, be. No, no. It's, it's so funny. Like a guy that I work that. I, good friends with he runs another design studio uh-huh. he worked for a company that on the side they were building an application that was exactly the same as my application uh-huh. at the same time now that company they then moved it to america and uh-huh. they've been selling it around america uh-huh. for american football for american soccer so yeah. fit oh, okay. for so still for football uh-huh. um but it's just funny that you think that these ideas happen in isolation no, no, no. but there must be hundreds of people there, thousands there is, there is, it's just that's why um, I, I remember I worked for BT, British Telecom, and they had a model called Fail Fast. You yeah. know? So if you have an <clears> idea, try and get, even if it's a rough idea, try and get the core of it out. And if it doesn't work, cut it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just so you don't waste, waste money resort, after yeah, bad exactly. money. You know what I mean? And that's why a lot of, um, um, before we started discussing, um, getting on a podcast, we were just talking about if you have an idea, try and get it something of it out 
as quick as possible and then yeah. build on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, gradually. that's yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely if I could go back, yeah, that's yeah. what I would have done. Yeah, I, yeah. Want, I wanted to make sure it was polished no, and no, everything no, was right. No. And I went to, I think I went to every club in Scotland and uh, I had quite a few of them signed up to, to, to look at it uh-huh. already. Uh-huh. But that's the wrong way. Like you're saying, that's yeah, the wrong yeah, way to yeah, approach yeah, it. Yeah. Get the minimum viable product yeah. out there. And then test the idea. And, and sometimes you could even just the bare bones you get. You have people giving you feedback. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. doing that means uh-huh. that you burn off all the deadwood of uh-huh. of a bad idea. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Like that's it. That's it. I'm so like obviously failure is painful, but uh-huh. you learn so much from yeah. it. Yeah. So yeah. much from it, and. That, now that's made me a little bit more fearless okay. in uh-huh. terms of good, 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 because good. now I understand that like sometimes if you have an idea and it's precious to you uh-huh. and you get criticism or feedback uh-huh. 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 you don't take it you don't take it well you don't no. take it on yeah, 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 so yeah. I think that's really important yeah, that's it. Okay. Um, but that, this, that's really interesting about champ, uh, football manager yeah football manager is massive people don't, don't realise they are huge now and there's all the power to them you know because they've been doing it since their media days it was yeah. they've been doing yeah, it for yeah. years and now they have as I said, 25 years of database, and it's like, they could, I'm not sure if they ever rival up to stats or not, but they could, you know? Yeah. They could. So, um, so now we're into your, you graduated, basically, you started your own company. So what was your first pitch, and what was your, okay, but what's your company model? How do you get pitches out? How do you get business, basically, for your company? For your the company. current current business? Yeah, for your current business, yeah. So how do we get pitches out? Yeah, how do you get, basically, what is your business model? How do you how do we money? How do we get, okay, you, you want to know the pipeline? How do we, Just, everything, top, yeah. top down? Yeah. Okay, so initially, Matt and I, the business partner, mm-hmm. we're just fresh out of the water, fresh out of college, didn't uh-huh. really, we were just graduating uni, uh-huh. didn't know anybody in the industry, mm-hmm. so we just, this is not what you should do, but we just door to door, picked up the phone and started uh-huh. calling businesses that we th- felt like we could Work advantage, uh-huh. so we, our skill sets, web design and design, mm-hmm. uh, so we, we know like, any business that's not using the internet in some way, mm-hmm. either to market or to do sales, mm-hmm. is missing out. Yeah. So that that in and of itself, we just sold that. Uh-huh. And as we've gone along, it's got more refined and more refined. And yeah, we started, sure. yeah. So <clears throat> now the way we look at it is we we prospect businesses that have a website, but they don't really get a return from it. Mm-hmm. So the way that we lean on that pain is we say, or like the way that we try to solve that problem for them mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that we are the link between your social media marketing and your website. So we'll mm-hmm. design a we'll design you a website or a web application mm-hmm. that's fit for a purpose mm-hmm. that you can get the analytics to decide to the, that will decide the content on your website. Uh-huh. So <clears throat> that's technically what we do. How we actually go about getting business is all networking yeah or so, things like our okay, podcast so do you actually you and your partner build the website for them or yes do you get developers in? no so we design and build in-house okay that's so, our that's our bread and butter skill set so is it php what language you normally use um depends the it depends what we're building for but usually php okay okay um a lot of our content management systems are wordpress wordpress Based, built but we use yeah. concrete five and different okay. doesn't matter so you're, you're more on the front end side of more that. of the front end side no. yeah okay okay cool. cool so we because that's another thing is that we we used to feel really precious about the technology mm-hmm. but we don't feel like the technology is as important 
as yeah, the right. experience. Yeah, that's it. So we yeah. we really focus. That's what we focus on. The well, obviously, unless thirty years ago, obviously when it was all starting, that's when you have to be pressure about it. And now, I guess Apple, they have to be because the way Apple Apple owns the whole chain. But now there's so many things out there. There's so many, I guess, people who are so against intellect kind of not intellectual property but hoarding stuff yeah you ha- and you have people who just get a kick out of doing something great building an api building something and just letting it out for free and yeah that's the kick they get so yeah especially for starting out now unless you have ridiculous amount of investment and you have a grand stupidly grand idea yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. but for i think for your realm definitely yeah yeah no we're we're service so we are we're facilitating other people's ideas Uh uh and that's that's kind of what we say it's what we say on our website we are not the ones that are we don't change the world by what we're doing yeah we're trying to enable people that are trying to do something (laughs) do do you know what came in my head you you are silicon valley yeah 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 (laughs) the pitching yeah every idea is to change the world yeah oh honestly see if i hear that one more time (laughs) no it's it's so funny, yeah. So we, we're not trying to say that digital, we're not trying to say that what we do is going to no, change the world or anything like that, no. but we just want to partner with people trying to do something good. Yeah, that's right. It can be big, it can be small, it doesn't really matter. Um, but the, uh, the business side of it, I really enjoy. I never thought I would, but I enjoy selling. Yeah. I enjoy fit solving problems. I think that's what drives us both. Yeah, it's like yeah. we've got a problem here that uh-huh. we need to try and communicate. Okay. And uh, okay. how are we going to do that? Or how are we going to generate sales from this? How are we going to do this? Uh, 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 That's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Is there, is there something in particular about the business that you um, want to know okay, about? Okay, so give me an example of <clears throat> what you would... Con- um, obviously, um, success is... is rel- whether people like it or not, success is, I think, relative to each person. Yeah. Right? One person can make a billion, that's success. One person could build a hut to them yeah freaking success and yep. they have the same <clears throat> elation so in your realm of success mm. what is your most successful kind of pro- um, project so far in the, in the last three years what's like a successful project uh-huh. or yeah. yeah what's been a success a success for you in, in in give me an example of a success story right okay so we this is uh, it's probably one of our it's one of our mm-hmm. first projects actually mm-hmm. um which kind of made us hungry to keep going yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. was that we were commissioned by the Scottish government and mm-hmm. eight other uh, social enterprises and charities uh-huh. and like organisations in that realm uh-huh. to build a platform for teachers to share resources uh-huh. so the, the outline of this was in Scotland teachers can't share uh, school plans with each other uh-huh. can't share class notes with each other uh-huh. f- for whatever reason so they they commissioned us to create a brand and a platform alongside that mm-hmm. that so could. So I'm envisioning it could be a web app. Yeah. Teachers log in. Exactly. They have notes. They have the categories. They categorize yeah. the notes, and then scan it or a picture of it. Yeah. Or, and upl- or just upload, upload the document. It, yeah. Upload a document. Yeah. 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 It's really okay. simple. Really, really simple application. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and we did that for them, and so that was. That was the first taste of doing something for somebody that the outcome was more than just 
Yeah. It was more than just money. There was yeah. some sort of like, yeah, yeah. this might have an, an impact. Yeah, I see what you're saying. So yeah. that's how we measure our own success. So the, the impact it has on other people. Yeah. Not just money. Yeah, because money's infinite. Yeah. And that's something we learned endless, like, yeah. really early on. Well, but I, I would say with the messes, you know, every time, because obviously we watch what we're spending and everything, but sometimes we're like, you know what, if she wants something, can I have this or not like something outrageous but sometimes you just want to treat yourself or because you're so careful with money all the time you're like yeah. you know just yeah just get it you yeah know? you're gonna you know money goes and money comes yeah. you get it yeah you know well that's it's funny you said that because yeah. my, my uh, dad i think like i remember smashing a tv once yeah. really expensive tv he had yeah. and he wasn't angry why did you smash it because uh, uh, no i kicked a football against it obviously. Oh, okay. it was like a low uh, ge- uh, low low kid i thought because chelsea won yeah <laughs> <laughs> no it only happens if manchester united won uh, <laughs> no um i was really upset about it I was, I was i think it was like 10 or something yeah, yeah, yeah. and then my dad was like things are just things yeah like exactly. where you can't have you can't be that attached to the things that you yeah, that you own right. otherwise yeah, yeah, they'll yeah, end yeah. up owning you yeah, yeah. but so in our business like we thought that the big the first big paycheck would be like yes we've made it yeah but it just keeps going yeah. you know like yeah, it, yeah, yeah. the things that you need to pay for they increase yeah. everything gets yeah. bigger uh-huh. the scales uh-huh. get bigger uh-huh. 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 so that's not a really good way to measure success because right. it's going to be up and down yeah so the way we look at it now is can we get involved in a project that we can be proud of in terms of that you know it helps people yeah there might there might be a legacy or that it might even if it impacts one person and even if it's the business owner you know we do like even on a small scale we're doing a brand and a family crest for somebody at the moment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and to do a family crest for somebody like they're going to keep that in their family for potentially years generations that's well, I know that's something that I'll look back at and go, yeah. that was really cool to have yeah. done that. Yeah, 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 I understand. Uh, so we measure success by the impact it will have on others if it's positive. Uh-huh. Um, monetary goals are not so important. Obviously, yeah. they're important in the business yeah, standpoint. As long as, long as the out, it meets the outgoings and you have enough to pay yourself. Oh, if we yeah. pay our bills, I'm so happy. Yeah. So yeah, happy. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> we pay our salaries, we pay our the people that are suppliers or contractors yeah, yeah. we pay our bills yeah i'm happy yeah the rest is a bonus yeah okay good good, yeah. good 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 so what we're getting we're getting quite close to the end now and i want to what are the plans do you have for this company say in about four or five years yeah what what do you envision for this company you and your partner where do you envision being I think we'll still be in Glasgow. Uh-huh. I think we'll have maybe a ten full time staff okay. that uh-huh. we pay really well, uh-huh. and we're paid to do specialist jobs in our okay. in our field. Okay. So, what I, ideally, what I'd want is a small team, but uh-huh. quite a close team that we can pay really well, yeah, yeah. and the company uh-huh. benefits them. Because you want like a startup environment, basically. Yeah. 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 You get beyond a certain size and then you just have to feed that animal, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think if we're doing more national campaigns, mm-hmm. so we've got a couple of campaigns that, are, that have been national, uh-huh. but if we're like, I don't know, not recognised, but if we're doing uh-huh. work for bigger brands, mm-hmm. like Adidas, pick a, pick a company, Tesla, uh-huh. whatever, uh-huh. then in 10 years, I think that's 
I think that's the, I'd be happy with, with that being where we want to be. Okay. We're looking at um, moving to Europe as well. So Europe. just anywhere in Europe, just having a studio, the okay. same similar setup, uh-huh. maybe up you to ten people. Like a, a satellite, or you you guys actually move. Well, like we'll have two studios is what I'm getting at. Okay. So we'll have yeah, a studio yeah, here, I mean, yeah. yeah, 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 and then we'll have maybe my uh, business partners, girlfriends from Belgium. So mm-hmm. potentially there. I'll, I'll give you a little tip. A lot of if you were looking purely for programmers, a lot of Poland and Romania, because they're everybody do is it have that it has that kind of less escape kind of African vibe, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They, you get some really ridiculous programmers there. Yeah. In Hungry. Poland. Proper. Poland, yes. Proper. I would yeah. say Hungary as well, but they're polit they're a bit politicians are a bit racist. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, right. And I'm only saying that because. They are overtly racist. They're not even fix it in the system. Let the system be racist, so it's not or out there and people can see. You know, right over over there, it's racism in your face. Right, and, and I only so no say that because I work. I had a um in the team that I used to be in. There was a guy from Hungary, and I used to work in BT with a guy from Hungary, and they just appalled. Basically, the guy that um I worked with. In my recent team, he left not so long ago because he was just embarrassed. Embarrassed. His, embarrassed of his politicians and their policies, and you know what I mean. And I, and I asked him, "Can I can I go to Poland with my white wife, walk on the street, and be all right?" And he said, "No, don't go." <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's funny. Eastern Europe and Northern Europe, like places like Lithuania and yeah, countries yeah. like that, is so, it's so. Uh, what's the word? Insulated. It's so sp- yeah. insulated, but I've met some people. For, this is totally anecdotal, but yeah, I've met yeah, some yeah. people from these areas, and either that's how they're like really old worlds, really, yeah, yeah, really yeah. narrow, yeah. or they're really the opposite of that, like yeah. wanting to fight that completely, yeah, like yeah, want yeah, to yeah, leave. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. not who they want to be. Yeah, they don't because yeah. obviously we're a global community now. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, no, interesting, interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. all the ones that I obviously met, they they hate it and they left. Cause of that they rather not stay and fight it. They just yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go on. Anyway, for four, four years, have you ten? You have a, 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 a place in Europe somewhere with ten. Yeah, we haven't decided that. I want to uh-huh. have a place in Amsterdam because okay. I love Amsterdam. Uh-huh. I want to ride or Barcelona. I want to cycle to work every day. Wouldn't Wouldn't there be uh, lots of distractions in Amsterdam though? Depending on where the office uh, is. Exactly, depending yeah. on where the office is. Yeah, yeah. But then we'll just hire Dutch people because they won't be distracted by that stuff because yeah. it's normal just, to them. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Um, yeah. So if anywhere that I can ride a bike to work. Yeah. <laughs> if I, I could do that in five, safely, ten years, safely. Yes, yeah. you can do that in London, but uh, man. Are you taking your life in your hands in London? No, <laughs> I, I love London, man. I'm working there now, and oh, it's but it's, man, it's just... The journeys are long. <laughs> and, and now you have lots of... Um, the bus... I remember growing up, you had to see cyclists. But now there's, there's lots of cyclists. And some of them, I don't know if they want to just taunt the bus driver or just be a nuisance. But they'll drive right in front of the bus and just go ridiculously slow. You know? And yeah. you, as a passenger on the bus, get ridiculously frustrated. So imagine if you're the driver. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But... That's London, man. It's just chaos. It's beautiful chaos, London. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy, but somehow it functions. And 
there's loads of drive there, you know. I'm really interested in moving to or like doing some work in London because obviously the opportunities are there as well. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, it might yeah. be hectic, you know, but then and see, out of that chaos comes uh-huh. opportunity. For man. sure. I mean, I only went there because I grew up there and I just wanted to get London out of my system. I wanted to say, you know, I grew up in here and I worked hard. I came back and I made it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you know that um, um, Empire State of Mind song by. Yeah. Uh, uh, Alicia Keys. Cheesy Alicia Keys, yeah. Yeah, it's it's that song. I mean, I yeah, I I love that song. But instead of New York, I had that London in mind. That sentiment of I want yeah, to conquer yeah. this place. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And, but luckily, I've I've I'm in a team where we managed to work out where I mean everything just fell into place perfectly. I mean, a good team. The work is very challenging, you know. So I'm always learning. Managed to work out with my manager where I can work from home on Fridays. Managed That's to not bad. I had yeah work with my brother who works on the trains and been able to give me especially a special family ticket where I can basically jump on any train to come up. So I basically Monday to Thursday in London, you know Friday till Sunday in, in Glasgow. So I get the best of both. I get to yeah. live in London and then kind of escape. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. so that's worked out really it, well. It's, been, um, I mean, uh, it's like one in a million the jigsaws. <laughs> all plays, man. I'm so so fortunate, so fortunate. I've got, I've got a feeling about fortune as well, though. I feel like if you if you want something and you put yourself out there, yeah, yeah. A lot of the time, sometimes these things just work out. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, I had the same with luck. You know, luck doesn't for some reason luck doesn't fall on somebody just sitting on his arse. You know. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine life to ask like as something a rock that is or something nice rather than rock because that rock could kill you from a long distance. <laughs> Imagine this luck is about to drop, and if you work hard to get yourself in that London spot, you're more likely to be close enough to get that luck kind of thing rather yeah. than standing still. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. I understand what you're saying. <laughs> so just on that point, just before we finish, just yeah, on that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I think um, if I could go back yeah. to like well, when I was a young young guy, yeah, 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 it's okay to do things and be a little bit adventurous. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, yeah. not everybody knows everything. Uh-huh. I think uh-huh. some people feel like no, you no. need to know yeah. uh, you need to no, know everything, everything about everything. No, no, you don't. But no. if you, yeah, you, you need to just move forward and yeah. try and work it work out what you need to know uh-huh. at the time uh-huh. to move forward. Yeah, I mean that's so, why yeah. you have the whole venture capitalists and all a whole kind of coach in Silicon Valley because the the money people who has the money the venture capitalists they're very good with money yeah and that's why they pass that money on to the developers you know people who have ideas because they're very for some reason they have good ideas mm-hmm. so when you put that together I'm very good with money you will have an, an awesome idea and the person sometimes who has the idea it doesn't even is not the, the the person who can code it out in terms of practical terms. So they, they try and get the person who's very good at that, you know? Yeah. And all those little kind of modules fall into place to create something beautiful. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just a shame that the guy with the money gets most of the money. <laughs> most of the financial gains. Yeah, that's the guy you want to be, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a great idea. Here's some money. Didn't work. Oh, well. Yeah. It did work. Great. Give me more money. Yeah, exactly. But personally, yeah. uh, uh, for you, yeah, 
terms of family-wise, in terms of everything else, where do you see yourself in five years? Not in terms of your company, like you just discussed, but in terms uh, of you, yourself. Me and my partner have been together eight years now. Still not married. When, so when, I imagine... When, when are you going to pop the question? I imagine we'll be married in the next couple of years. Have you popped the question? Either? No, not yet. Not yet. I'm not even going to ask if you're planning. Don't answer that. I am planning, but she won't, she won't hear this, so it's oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it took me seven years. Right, right, because right. Because I wanted... Obviously, just you know what I mean. Just yeah. just just to throw a span in the works though. My my girlfriend's a um, a goldsmith, so she a goldsmith's a jeweler. Oh, okay. So okay. she can make jewelry, uh, and in her job, she uh, quality controls diamond rings. Okay. And she's moving into a buying position, so she's going to be flying to like Antwerp uh, to like buy wow. diamonds. So blood I can so, right? yeah yeah <laughs> blood diamonds yeah so well, so yeah. I can't get her some half baked ring no, 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 this no, no, but I'm no, getting that no, no this is what you should do this yeah. is what I did so I got a Haribo ring you know Haribo yeah. the sweets yeah yeah you buy like a pound I don't know how many dollars or whatever and you get plenty of you get the like the jelly beans the this egg. sounds like a recipe for me to get murdered yeah. no, Just no 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 so you get the Haribo ring and yeah. then in the box you put it in the ring box mm. and then you say I owe you a ring, and then she decides what ring. You yeah. give her a budget, you get I owe you, this is your budget, and then we go out. Oh, no, no, no. See, the problem isn't not knowing what the ring to buy. Uh-huh. It's I know the ring to buy. Oh, okay. And it isn't cheap, man. <laughs> You'd be surprised, you know, if you give her, like, a budget, maybe she would regulate herself. And get something which Oh no, trust me, she's regulated already. That's oh, the, that's the okay. <laughs> We're deep. We're deep. I know <laughs> okay, okay. I know the ring, I know the size, I know the clarity. Wow. No, so next five years, family. <sighs> that's it's tough. It's tough to know five years. Yeah. It's tough yeah, to yeah. know a year. Yeah. But um I'd say married, business is growing. Mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. That's it. No, that's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, it's good, good, good. All right, all right. So um any last any okay where can people reach you yeah. okay so if you uh, google spectre creative glasgow uh-huh. we should come up we're on facebook twitter uh-huh. instagram we're all over the place our podcast is called people purpose planet okay and you can get that on itunes and okay. across any android device as well uh-huh. what about yourself um my twitter handle uh-huh. is nana n-a-n-a-o-h-l uh-huh. so if you just hit me up on that Okay. Happy to chat, whatever. Okay. It's all good. Cool, man. Thanks so much taking your. Ah, uh, thanks for off. thanks for having me. So good, man. So good, so good. Thanks very much. Thank you. Um, it was awesome having you on the Humble Talk podcast. Thank you. Cool. Thanks. Cool. Bye.